Corinthians 5, 18 to 21. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to not counting, counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no, knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Thank you, Lord. I'll see how many of you have been paying attention because in, in some ways you should be a little surprised to actually see me here today because I wasn't supposed to be here today. I was supposed to be at Vic Park Church today and that God was supposed to be here today, but that's not what is taking place. And so uh, for reasons outside of our control, Matt stayed where he was and I stayed where I was, which gave me the opportunity to preach an extra sermon about this series. So that's pretty awesome. And I'm excited about that. What we've been talking about the last four Sundays is what does it mean for us to be a church where you can belong before you believe, then become one that starts believing so that you are moving into becoming God's church to finally being the church. And last week we talked about what does it mean for us as a gathering to be the church of God, to be Christ's body to one another. How we support one another. How we gather in worship and awe so that we recognize who God is and who we are. How we work together with one another to serve one another using our particularness, which God has saved and transformed for his glory and for the building up of each other. But today I want to go just one step further and say, what does it mean for us to be the body of Christ to those who yet belong? To those who have not yet decided, yes, I want to belong to this group and perhaps even move to that place of believing. What does it mean for us to walk in that way? So, if you are here and you are just now in the process of thinking, I might want to belong to this place. As you hear this sermon, I want you to think to yourself, is Free Mental Church doing that? And if you look at ways that we're not doing that, I want you to come and talk to me. And I want you to say, you made this statement. You, you talked about how this is how you should be in the world, those that are around and not yet belonging. And I don't know that you're doing that. So here, here's a suggestion for you. I'd like you to think about it in this way. So I give you permission. It won't offend me. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm rarely ever, if ever, offended. And so please, do that for me. But while you're doing that, I don't want you just to sit critically down and be looking so you can poke a hole in it. Some of you I know have done that in multiple churches that you've been in. You just look for the mistakes and the ways that they're not living up to their aspirational statements so that you can discount them and move on. What I'd like for you to do is wait and hear if maybe at this moment, at this time, God is speaking to you. Calling you to a place where you can belong and move to believe. And in believing, start to become his body in this world. And begin to be the church. With us, together, here. 
Now, for those of us who are here and we're gathered together in this way, this is a challenge to us. Because I do think that too often we that gather together, often, always, on Sundays and throughout the week in our Bible studies, those of us who gather together and say the bride of Christ in the church, is we sometimes allow it to falter and fall into just an activity that we do. I think sometimes we forget the grandeur and majesty that is being the church, the body of Christ. That in this time and in this and in this way, in this country, in this location of Fremantle, God has designed and pulled together each one of us to be his body. So that we can bring glory to him and bring forth his kingdom and love to the world around us. And so, for us today, I hope that as we listen to what we're called to do to be the church to those who are not yet, not yet belonging, that we will be inspired and reminded, challenged, encouraged, maybe even urged to step more fully into what our identity is as the church of God. Now, it's pretty incredible, this passage here. When we think about what Paul is writing in 2 Corinthians, he lets us know what God's mission is, and then he lets us know how God accomplished that mission, and then he lets us know how we are actually the ones who are making that mission take place today. So the first thing that we see there is God is calling out, saying, I have come to reconcile the world to myself. I have come to reconcile all that is broken, all that is lost, all that is defeated, and bring it back into the victory and into the beauty and into the purpose that I designed before the foundation of the world. And I'm going to do that and have done that through Christ Jesus. And so the first thing we see is what does it mean for us to be those who are Jesus' body here today is that our mission is reconciliation. That we are those who are calling out, bringing in steadfast love those who are needing to belong. That we are moving into places of hurts. That we are moving into places of injustice. That we are moving into places uh, of superiority. That we're moving into places of power. That we move into those places as Christ because we are part of the mission of God. And what is God's mission? It is to bring reconciliation. To bring that thing which is broken into wholeness. To bring that thing that is no longer how he created it to be into what it was purposed to be completely. And so we look at it and we say, now this is an interesting fact today. We're running, you know, over here, our, our live stream, and, and we had some issues this morning. And so usually I would use my iPad for notes if I have a quote that I need to read. I, I don't have that because they're having to listen to the audio through my iPad. So I have to use this really small thing. So it's making me feel like, okay. There's a great book called Faithful Presence. And it, it really ties into this idea of the mission of God and then the incarnation. And that's the second part of what we do. It's written by a guy named David Finch. And he says this, God's work is necessarily twofold. God first is present and active in the whole world. 
That God's purpose is reconciliation. That God above and beyond all of us is continuing to work reconciliation. He can't help it because it's what he's on about. It's who he is. But God also chooses to become present in and through a people locally. God, in essence, completes his work in the world in the concrete lives and circumstances of the people through the real presence of Christ. So we who are those who are being God's body to those who are yet to belong, we are those who are bringing the message and mission of God through incarnational living. We see that in this passage. He names Christ, and a little bit later he says, for our sake he made Christ sin so that we can be the righteousness. Now he's calling back to Philippians there, where Paul says that God becomes man. You see, this movement of God, the creator of the universe, the one that holds all things together, he comes in the form of a man, Christ Jesus, in order to show forth what God's steadfast love and mercy and truth looks like. What David Finch is saying there is this, that our role in being the church is to be on God's mission in the way that God has always been on his mission. And that is to be living lives as though we were living in Christ. He sums it up really nicely. God is present over all of the world, yet God becomes visibly present through the people who make his presence known. So how do we make God's presence what does it look like as we care for those who are in the world? As we walk with them? Well, I think the first thing is we become a place that you can belong before you believe. We, we say we want you here with us. We want to be in your lives in a way that we're able to pour the love and mercy and truth and trust that God is into your life. Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus opened up himself to everyone. Look, Jesus even opened himself up to those who would kill him. When he talks to those who are trying to, to crucify him, and oftentimes we see Jesus in, in, in those gospels, those biographies, right, of his life, we see Jesus saying to those who are downtrodden, to those who are less than, to those who are outcast, he, he calls them in. But those who have a superiority complex, who think they are in, he reminds them that they're not, unless it is through him. He reminds them and says to them, not in a way to push them off. Catch this. <laughs> it's not in a way to put them as other. It's actually a way to remind them of who they are. But he does it in a way, depending on who he's walking with, in the way that they need to hear what's going on. There are times when I need to discipline my children. Sadly, oftentimes I don't do this well. But when I do it well, there are times where it is reminding them who they are. Hearing from them who they think they are. 
and reminding them why that's not the truth. Now, there are also times that in love and mercy, I have to say to them, that's a lie. <laughs> that's absolutely wrong. So for us who are being Christ in the world, it takes great care for us to walk in ways that lift up God's majesty, that recognize his presence in the life of those that he created, and to call them forth to something that's greater than they could ever imagine. And the best way to do it is in a loving relationship. Not to stand outside of their life, casting aspersions or yelling that they need to change, but entering into their life and saying, let me walk with you as we find healing and wholeness and truth together. Now that's messy, folks. It's a whole lot easier to believe that being the church is to stand outside the world and not enter into it. But what we recognize in this passage and all throughout the Gospels is that God says, my mission is reconciliation, and to do that, that means I must completely enter in. So, how do we love Fremantle? Because that's where we happen to be, right? <laughs> that's where God and all his mercy and wisdom and glorious grace has plunked us down. We love those who are hurting. We walk into lives and we provide ways for them to flourish. Jeremiah 31 reminds us of this, that we seek the promise and the benefit of the city and then God blesses it. And so we do that. Last night, we had a group of students that were throughout all parts in different schools, John Curtin and uh, Perth Modern and a couple of other ones, that they are part of a national group that is students against sexual abuse. And they're just starting out, really, and they're trying to raise some funds. And so we let them use our space for free, and they had a, a little concert here with a few people singing. And when they walked in, many of them, it's the first time that they'd ever been in a... And, and they weren't goof. They didn't know that in this building there's certain words that you might not say. But a few of them looked up and said, wow, what's going on here? That's beautiful. What are you doing letting us use your building? How did you even know about us? And I said, well, Lord just called me and asked. We allow people to flourish, to find themselves, and knowing that as they begin to... Oh, find out this is what I'm made for. They can't help but start to look for the one who made them. And so we be the church, Christ to them, who looked and said, you're not being who you're supposed to be. Let me help you find that. Who enters into the darkness and the depths of despair and says, I bring hope, hope that you could never imagine. We do that in Fremantle. We do that in our homes. We do that with our flatmates. We do that at work. That where we walk, Jesus is walking. 
that where we are, Jesus is present. Now, that doesn't mean that I decide to go into the depths of wickedness just because I'm Jesus walking in because I'm not. I mean, I am, but I'm not. Right? Because my tempting, because my heart is turned on itself. Right? I have, I have to be, be careful. But that's the reason why he doesn't call us individually to be the body. He doesn't say to Lee, although he probably could do it more to Shirley than to me, you are me in this world right now. No, he says, you all, y'all, you guys, you are my body. And when you step into the world, when you walk into those places where people don't belong yet, you are me. My ambassador, bringing forth the kingdom in order for reconciliation, the purpose and mission of God to take place. Wesley Newbegin was a missionary in India, a theologian. He wrote maybe in my top five books. It's called The Gospel in a Pluralistic Society. You can go find that and read it. But this is what he says. The question for every church or congregation is not how it is, how fast it's growing, how rich it is. Not that those things are bad. Okay? We do want to grow. Why? Because we want people to belong before they believe and start to believing so that they can become, so that they can be the church with us. The question for every congregation is not how big it is, how fast it's growing, how rich it is. The question is, what difference is it making to that bit of the world? Is it actually functioning as first fruit, sign and instrument of God's new creation? That as you and I walk into the world, people are seeing what the kingdom of God that they're recognizing the steadfast love and mercy, the truth and righteousness, the justice of God in all our interactions. Look, that means that when we mess up, we are quick to repent. That means when we see injustice, we're quick to call it out. And not just call it out, but try to help find solutions. That we don't perceive what we do together as just something we do but we begin to see it as the place where our life is made complete so that we can show forth and be Jesus to the world. So when we bore you, I'm sorry. When it becomes tedious, please accept my, my, my apology. When it's like, oh, it's just another thing that we need to do. Here, I never want us to be that. I want us to be that place where God's kingdom is breaking forth and that people are seeing Jesus completely. That's how we be the church to those who get to belong. So that they will be invited. And if you get to belong, again, come tell me we're messing up and come and join us. Come and belong. Find out who we are. Find out who Jesus is. Find out who we are. Let me pray.
You are merciful and mighty, God. It is in you completely that we find our hope. If there is anything that I've said today that is not from you, we ask that you will take it, that it will burn up, that it will not be anywhere near us, that it will blow away. But if there are things that are from you today, Father, we just ask that they will bring good fruit and glory and honor to you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Oh, let's stand and sing.